You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. In March and April, more than 50 school districts across New York State were the target of hoax calls falsely reporting an active shooter. One central New York lawmaker now wants to increase the penalty for this crime known as swatting. Ava Pukach reports. State Senator John Mannion introduced legislation which would make swatting a Class D felony punishable up to seven years in prison. Certainly, you know, falsely reporting an incident is already a crime, but falsely reporting an incident with a deadly weapon at a school facility are the two pieces that we wanted to make sure were clear and were added to state law. Mannion, a former educator, says he understands how traumatic practicing a lockdown drill can be for students and staff saying 25 years ago, people weren't even thinking about these things. Learning occurs all the time. We're humans. We learn. And that association between what they're seeing on TV and going to school every day with the fear that it could happen, and then that just being validated even by a a false incident is something that is impactful on everybody's mental health. The bill is currently in committee. In Syracuse, I'm Eva Pukach for WXXI News. Two Rochester teams will be in playoff games next weekend. The Amherst stayed alive in the Calder Cup playoffs with a 4 nothing win over the Syracuse Crunch Sunday afternoon to tie that best-of-five series at two games each. Goalie Malcolm Subban was the star of the game, freezing out the Syracuse offense with 31 saves. The Amherst will face off against the Crunch in Syracuse Saturday night in the deciding game of the series. Head coach Seth Appert says those extra few days of practice this week will be crucial. Especially with young players, it's one thing to show 15 video clips and then them try to go apply that under pressure. It's another thing to get to practice for two or three days and actually practice the things that you're showing them on video. The Nighthawks lost Saturday in their last regular season game, but they had already clinched a playoff spot. They'll also play this Saturday at arch-rival Buffalo. A restoration project is underway at the Auditorium Center, which the Rochester Broadway Theater League acquired in March. WXXI's Jasmine Singer has this update. Phase one of revitalization efforts are kicking off for Rochester's historic complex, the Auditorium Center. The auditorium building is made up of the Rochester Broadway Theater League's Auditorium Theater, as well as the Auditorium Center. Arnie Rothschild, board chair for RBTL, says the updated complex will not only result in more events at the Auditorium Theater, but the various sized spaces will allow Rochester area performing arts communities of all stripes the opportunity to take advantage of the building. The Philharmonic may choose to rehearse in different spaces in the building. Blackfriars even said that they need more rehearsal space. So we will have in the community a great performing arts center complex. Renovations are expected to be finished by 2030, just in time for the building's 100th anniversary. Jasmine Singer, WXXI News. The Rochester Music Hall of Fame held its 10th induction ceremony last night at the Eastman Theater. One of the honorees was the reggae-style band The Majestics. Ron Stackman is one of the original members of the band, which has been going for more than 50 years. He talked about that longevity and the motivation for still playing together. Oh, I think the main thing is we like each other. You know, we've been through multiple marriages and divorces and births and deaths amongst all of us, and we still remain friends all that time. So I always think it's better to make music with people you love. 
Other inductees included Tony Award-winning choreographer Garth Fagan and Will Hollis, music director and keyboardist for the Eagles. Hollis was inducted by a surprise guest, Eagles founding member Don Henley. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.